Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hey Elliot podcast for Thursday, August 20th, 2020. How the hell are you? How the hell are you? All right, folks, I am so sorry. Two weeks without an update, and your emails, your tweets, your messages, the Hey Elliot message boards were off the charts. You know, where was he? No update, not even a blog update. There's been nothing in the last two weeks. What's going on? There was speculation. Maybe I fell in with the Q- QAnons. Speculation that I fell off the face of the earth, literally, off the flat face of the earth. Um, plenty of speculation about where I was these last two weeks. I, I'm actually astounded by how many people, you know, reached out to me. Are you okay, Elliot? Are you... You're okay. We listen to your podcast every week, and we just need to know that you're okay every week. Are you okay? Listen, folks, I am okay. I told you. I warned you. I warned you this was going to happen. Happened. I was. I warned you that this was going to happen. All right? I'm recording at 2.14 in the morning anyway, so I'm trying to keep it a little, little, little down. But... I told you that I would start working, and then suddenly I would just do that. I would just go back to waiting for Friday, waiting for the weekend every week, and the rest just becoming a robot, a drunken robot, works, walks the dog, drinks, passes out. The next day, oh great, it's my Tuesday, works, drinks, passes out. Oh, great, it's my Wednesday, almost a Friday. Works, drinks, passes out. Then we're to Friday, and then we're on the weekend, and I don't want to do anything else because I've already trained myself to lay around when I'm not at work, all right? I told you this was going to happen. And then you people on these message boards and on Twitter, you guys act like, uh, like it was unexpected, all right? Just like these anti-mask people who will look through every crevice to find a reason not to wear a mask. And even act like the CDC is lying when they say over a thousand people are dying a day due to the coronavirus. And that masks might actually help limit the spread. Oh god, that was loud. Sorry, Jesus. Oh my god, I'm getting on my soapbox. Uh... Yeah, I warned you this was going to happen. The CDC warned you this was going to happen. What did you do anyway? You just went on your merry way expecting content to be delivered. Hand delivered in a nice wrapped package with a little red bow on it every week. You didn't expect me to become a robot again, did you? Because that's what I did. I became a robot. And, um, I don't know. I stopped by the old, uh, the old grocery store the other day. It was, uh, it's kind of sad, you know what I mean? They fired all the cool people. Then once the cool people left, the second to the cold, cool people, uh, left. Now there's only a smattering of cool people that I don't see. And, um, a bunch of, uh, part-time kids. That's the future. That's the future these corporate elitists want, okay? They don't want space for me. I'm old. I was young once. They want a kid who lives at home that they can pay cheaply. They don't want some old man 
working behind the counter with knowledge about how to do things. They want a kid to have to learn and relearn and retrain. Because I guess they figure the amount of time it takes to retrain a person is all right because we pay them so little anyway. I don't know. I was talking to my dad about how much I like uh, Bernie Sanders and, you know, I didn't really, I didn't explain to him my full uh, transformation into a, a communist, a socialist. Uh, but he sends me articles now about the problems with socialism, the problems with communism. But of course, they're from all his websites. They're not separate websites. They're not like multiple sources. And they're mostly opinion pieces by people who have... Well, I found the loophole of being a certain race and a certain gender and um, made a nice little mint out of being so. And we're alive at the right time when money was prevalent, when businesses didn't quite, weren't quite able to get out of the grasp of, um, of Upton Sinclair's The Jungle, right? They had, um, Upton, Upton, this is a listen for you kids. Time for a book report listen. Upton Sinclair wrote a book. He spent time in a meatpacking plant, okay? And this was, I guess it might have been the early 30s, late 20s, I want to say. I could be wrong on the dates. I'm not going to look this shit up, all right? That's your homework. Look this up. Uh, anyway, he was looking at the meatpacking industry and the horrible, deplorable, uh, conditions that the workers had to be a part of okay workers died they just stuffed them in a corner and kept working people got sick people worked themselves to death um hours like they would work 80 hour work weeks 90 hour work weeks little pay and upton sinclair exposed all this to the American people. And now, this was a good time for the American people because they were able to rationally decide what was truth and what was fiction. And they, rightly so, said the jungle is absolutely nonfiction and we believe it 100%. So we're going to change things and suddenly teamsters popped up. Rules stopped up. Laws started becoming, you know what I mean? Becoming. And he did a great job. And now they've realized the loopholes that, um, because they go, oh, we don't have to guarantee these people a job. We just have to find people who need to work and we can cheat them any way possible. Remember, someone someone has pointed it out that the reason why we need a minimum wage, a minimum wage in this country, is because businesses would pay us less if they had a choice. And that is why I'm running for president, two thousand and thirty-four. I don't think it's. I think it's thirty-two. Uh, that's my platform. I mean, if America is still America by then. I am very deep voiced today, aren't I? <clears throat> I don't know what that is. Oh, I did take a nap and woke back up, but maybe it's all the straight whiskey I've been drinking. Turns me into a man. I, well, I could talk like this. I could try to take the bass out of my voice, but then my S's 
get a little S-y, right? So I can talk like this so that my S's kind of get, they get put down so they're not so S-y. I had an aunt who was very S-y, or still very S-y, but she doesn't have to talk quite as loud as she used to for my grandpa. So it was always, that's all I would hear as a kid. And I had, I had the bad hearing of a child. You know, there's a tone that you can't hear after a certain age. I can no longer hear that age or that tone. But apparently the, the, the little children can hear it. Uh, yeah, I didn't even write. I haven't written yet. It's uh, my Sunday afternoon right now. Since I've been banished into the night. Fired by the corporate punks in Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> you know, that's a thing. That was about this grocery store. People work so hard and they're like panicking. We got to get this stuff out. We got to get this out. We, we have to be perfect. We have to get everything done. This is important. We are in a grocery store in bumfuck Iowa. Nothing is important. Okay? Nothing is important. It's like Watership Down. <laughs> yes, I'm comparing this my life to Watership Down. Now, if you don't, I guess this is a, look, everyone's learning today, kids. Scrum doesn't care. Um, yeah, Watership Down was about like these rabbits battling each other and fighting amongst each other in this plot of grass. And they have a little diagram of the plot of grass. And it is actually like no bigger than a backyard, maybe a little bigger. And they're fighting over it. And people just probably walk by it every day, not caring. And here these. Rabbits are killing each other over it, and um, that's the way I think of the grocery store. You know, there's another thing about the grocery store I think about is uh, my dad likes used to bring this up for about two years. He brought this up in most every conversation, so I'm gonna bring it up to you. In Africa, all right, <laughs> yes, we're traveling the world now. In Africa. They have a watering hole, and um, this watering hole has to keep pretty much all the animals, both predatory and um, vegetable eaters, um, sated and uh, quenched. And so by day, it's always kind of peaceful. These animals come and they drink. And then at night, the animals have to go back to drink. And then the lions come, and all night long... It is anarchy, just tearing and ripping and fighting and eating and destroying and killing. And then it goes back to day. And it's once again a nice little culture of drinking water. And then we go back to night and then all of a sudden the lions come back. That is working in a grocery store, folks. That is what it's like in bumfuck Iowa, working at a grocery store. It doesn't matter, but they pretend it matters. It's a, a, if it, the illusion... If the illusion goes away that this doesn't matter, that um, people are going to eat regardless of if I get garlic chips made. Now, let me tell you about garlic chips. <laughs> yeah, I'm all, yep, we got time. We got time to talk, explain garlic chips if you haven't known what garlic chips are. It's a little echoey like when I talk like this. It's like I'm talking to someone else off mic. Ah. Garlic chips. 
Now, you know, you go to a grocery store, you get a baguette, right? Baguettes have to be fresh. They have to have a nice outer crust and then a soft inside. And after 24 hours, it decides it's done. A baguette has the the life cycle of a moth. A 24-hour life cycle, and you got to get that baguette. Now, what grocery stores have decided to do? Comfortable girl. She's my baby. She's my little girl. She's a baby. Okay. Sorry. I had to check in with my sidekick here. What grocery stores decided to do is, well, since we throw this bread away every day, it's costing us money. But then again, we take it off the shelf. It technically is off. But if we can remake it somehow, we can rebake it so that it's a stale piece of bread and then we rub it in garlic butter and Italian seasoning and some garlic salt we can we can make a baguette last for another 32 days and what people are eating is an old baguette that has been sitting out in the dust for a week until the poor person gets to it and uh threat and threatens to cut their fingers off while trying to cut it and that's how businesses are run folks you're not getting fresh anymore you're not getting it sorry sorry all right all right okay come. calm down scrump uh yeah uh, i walked in there it's a, like a ghost town now i used to be so busy and so busy and quick and everyone's laughing now it's not. It's filled with ghosts. And um, the place I work at now is filled with escorts, strippers, drunks, meth heads, and um, sometimes decent people. <laughs> but as a rule states, I can't talk about it until I get laid off in 10 years, right? Who's with me? You with me? Yeah, she's with me. So, yeah, I don't... What I do when I uh, look at my phone all day is I just... I, I've been paying a lot of attention to the QAnons. Because I almost got sucked in until I realized nothing was happening. And that happened pretty quickly. Um, I did get into the Pizzagate stuff. I got into that. Mainly because I like pizza. Like, not like... Not like the pizza they're describing but i like pepperoni pizza i like pizza i put ranch but hot sauce and i eat it and i guess just saying pizza makes me want pizza but due to the coronavirus concerns it's 2 28 a.m i can't go out and get one can't order one it's fine see i just start talking about it i'm not even talking about what they're talking about but what they're doing now was they decided to go back to that. And now if you don't like QAnon and if you don't agree with them, you're for pedophilia. Now, I don't I, I, I don't think that's how it works, uh, but they want to be right. They want to win. I don't think that's possible. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's crazy out there, right? Uh, I watch... I watch nothing. I've been watch, still watching Craig Ferguson, so my uh, I've been my level's been out of sight on this recording. 
This is going to be a rambling podcast because I feel bad when I don't get one out, but I know nobody listens to this. I know it. If people listen to it, I'll tell you what. I'll leave the comments on at www.heyelliot.com and just shoot me a hi. You don't want to say anything else just because I get these analytics, but I don't know. I get Squarespace is my website, and uh, sometimes it tells me South Korea. I'm like, I get a hit from South Korea every time I upload one of these, and I don't know what that means. I think it's a search engine, but whatever. So yeah, I'm, I'm uh, spending the night. I gotta write. I have to write. I'm starting a new story. I outlined another story about the rednecks. Now I'm outlining a story about the Scots, Scotchland. Uh, I don't know. I like outlining better than writing dialogue, I guess. I'm still playing the playing the Powerball, and you know, if I win the Powerball, I will not be back. This will be my last podcast if I win the Powerball. So you better hope I don't win the Powerball. Um, but yeah, other than that, you can stop worrying about me. Even though no one was worried about me, no one was tweeting me, no one was messaging me. That was all a lie, folks. It was a lie. See how gullible you are. Oh my goodness. Um, I think this might be it. I'm going to cut this short 20-minute podcast, 17-minute. I just don't have anything anymore, right, Scrump? What do you got for me? you got for, for me? Here. And that was a note from a uh, little Scrump. Well, usually about this time I'm getting ready to take her out again, but I don't know. I think I need to get my dog nice and fat so I stop having to walk her. Oh, I can't do that to her. Especially, she's just a little toddler right about now, right? Year and a half. So, yeah, I'm sorry this is such a boring podcast. I'm so sorry. I don't have anything else to talk about other than what I've been looking at. Um, I like looking at other things, like uh, abandoned places. I look at pictures. There's this uh, thread on Reddit called uh, Urban Hell. I enjoy looking at that. I just like seeing decay. Seeing entropy in action. It's, I don't know, it's kind of calming seeing it because I fear it all the time, right? So just seeing it is confirmation that things are, things are uh, slowly deteriorating. It's fine. It's fine, right? I don't know. I gotta, I gotta figure my shit out. That's all I know. All right. So this has uh, been the podcast uh, for... August 20th, 2020. Um, I'll try to get back to you sometime, okay? I promise. What's going on behind me? What's going on behind me? Oh, my dog's eating something. What's going on, baby? All right. What you got going there? What you got here, Bo? Oh, you're a good girl. Ready? Catch. Yeah. And that's the kind of uh, hard-hitting journalism you get on this podcast, folks. Remember... We're on the side of the maskers, okay? We're not anti-mask on this podcast. If you wear anti-mask, get that shit out of here, all right? Wear your masks. Uh, social distance. Save lives. I don't care if you don't know anybody that's had it. I don't care if... It's like... Oh, all right. It's like the way global warming is, global climate change. The same people who don't believe in masks don't believe in global climate change because it's not immediate. 
uh, it's not quick enough for them. I mean, it's happening pretty quick to me, but not to them. Uh, it's annoying. So wear your masks, all right? This has been the Haley Podcast. I'm sorry I got nothing. I, the second I start talking, like, I'll walk the dog. And then I'll go, ah, I should say that. And then I just forget it when I open this up. All right. I'll talk to you next week. All right. Love you. Bye.